greenhouse gases are trapping heat and making this planet warmer and the only major source that can significantly help on immediate basis are the governments if you don't elect a right government today your future generations may lose the reason to live a happy life hey everyone you're listening to abhilashak lawn conscious citizens at this podcast i talk about climate change its impact on mankind solutions that will define our fate and technological innovations that can help the episode begins carbon is shorthand for greenhouse emissions which includes your co2 methane nitrous oxide and other man made gases and these gases are released by many different types of activities not just by burning fossil fuels like farming deforestation and even some industrial processes contribute to greenhouse gas emissions on a larger scale government plays important roles in policy making please understand why this is important energy consumption is by far the biggest source of human caused greenhouse gas globally greenhouse gas emissions have grown by 50% from 1990 till date and it is responsible for a whopping 76% worldwide when i say energy then i actually mean to say the complete sector that includes transportation electricity heat buildings manufacturing and construction now as common citizens these are way beyond our limits to control or change but governments can actually reform these sectors considering the climate emergency however it does not mean that governments only need to think about energy intensive sources because it is 76% worldwide outside of energy there are other major contributors of greenhouse gas as well like agriculture contributes to almost 12% emissions industrial processes of chemicals and cement contributes to 5.9% similarly waste and waste water contributes to 3.3% and last but not the least the land use and deforestation contributes to 2.8% of emissions and you will be thrilled to know this china usa india and russia are the countries responsible for more than 60% of greenhouse gas emissions across the globe wherein countries like india are far away from the standards of emission control policies and its implementations usually greenhouse gas emissions are directly or indirectly related to the population of the country as when the population is more the generation of greenhouse gas emissions happens more as well fully tackling the climate crisis will require deep reductions across all sectors big and small as per a study we need to phase out coal and electricity generation five times faster and accelerate the increase in share of low carbon fuels by eight times faster among other actions and such mass actions can only be possible if it is driven sincerely by governments switching to renewable energy electrifying the transportation sector introducing more sustainable agriculture practices curbing deforestation and forest degradation 
and producing less waste are a few critical steps to drive greenhouse gas emissions downward. The world is already facing the consequences from climate change. And to avoid much more dangerous and costly impacts, current level of greenhouse gas emissions must be slashed by half by 2030 and should reach net zero by mid-century. Particularly major economies need to set up their climate ambition and submit new or updated strengthened national climate plans. Globally, by 2030, greenhouse gas emissions need to be 55% lower than what it was determined in 2018. And that is to make it in the order to limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius and to prevent the worst impacts of climate change. I think 10 things that we should demand from governments on large scale starts with the first ask of designing local administrations that focuses on climate change awareness programs. See, people still don't understand this term and unless they understand the threat, we cannot expect them to act. Today, we have too many political rally ads, election campaigns and activities of buying votes. If all the economy spent just 5% of it towards the awareness program, the world can be saved from this climate threat. And ideally, they are appointed for such said tasks only. As today, the talks just ended merely passing the resolutions, but the actual on-ground actions are totally missing. Second, governments have to replan their current transportation infrastructure and it has to be done with lightning speed. Of course, there are problems which is forcing common people to commute with their own vehicles and not to use public transport. Connected network of bus, metro, trains and other public facilities are definitely needs rethought and improvement. Government has to understand the problems. Also, these strategic initiatives are very important so that people should also get communicated gradually that this shift will benefit them and also the planet Earth. In addition, the parallel exercise should be to transform the complete public transportation into electric, while changing the electricity source from fossil fuel to renewable energy as well. Today, if you buy an electric car, it actually makes negligible benefit, as we are still forced to get it charged through the fossil fuel generated power source. Governments should give enough infrastructure so that general public gets encouraged for buying electric cars. It does not matter if there is a subsidy. It is not just practical to opt in for it if the infrastructure is not adequate at all. Third, is changing the state and city electricity power grids from fossil fuel to renewable energy sources. It is possible. We have solar. We have biomass, wind, hydro and humanity with all of us to support this cause. Why governments can't pace this activity? Just perceive this thought. Only encouraging house owners to get subsidized solar roof installations will not solve the problem. With the pace this climate emergency wants us to act, the larger actions has to be driven on hard. Of course, with logical actions, but the leaders of this country and all the countries around the world 
should take this action as soon as possible. We do not have much time left. Researchers says that we are already delayed and if we won't catch up fast, we'll miss the opportunity totally to reverse the adversity. Fourth, start the step from driving commercial businesses mindset by determining the checklist that they should follow under the National Climate and Environment Safety Policy. See, we just cannot expect that the pain that we have given to this planet can be corrected without taking a pain. As businesses and industries are really unwilling to understand and act on this serious issue. Today, building air conditioning or in fact any air conditioning is adversely affecting the environment and it is not largely understood. Always, always it is taken into consideration of fixing a problem. Air conditioners have high impact on the climate guys, both in the energy and the refrigerants that they actually use. They are kind of super greenhouse gases, which are very much short-lived pollutants but have high impact on global warming. And to cap it probably into numbers, they are thousand times more potent than that of carbon dioxide by mass. Think how big that is. And as the world is getting hotter and hotter, the demand of air conditioning is increasing as well. Please understand, globally if these short-lived pollutants are decreased, we may can avoid up to 0.5 degrees Celsius of warming in less than a century. So it is possible. Governments should put up a mandate to convert the existing air conditionings into super-efficient air conditioners which over the lifetime of the unit will save you money and reduce climate impacts and air pollutants as well. Fifth, is mandatory recycling policy. People just cannot act irresponsibly. It is not justified. Governments should impose food waste bans, policies restricting food from going to landfills, and mandatory segregation of recyclable and non-recyclable items. There are cities across the world who have adapted this and for them the transition has happened. It has to be implemented on ground. Maybe incentivize reduced landfilling. You may can say that pay if you want to send waste. See, these food items generate methane and equivalent harmful gases and we just cannot allow such casualties. Food waste bans can dramatically ramp up the prevention and the recycling of food as well. Sixth is to reform the agricultural industry. It is a leading source of greenhouse gas emissions globally. And the practices that improve soil health will play a crucial role in our efforts to combat climate change by reducing the release of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. And states should help farmers by passing legislations that incentivizes carbon farming. See, carbon farming improves soil health and productivity. Thereby, it maximizes crop yield as well. It also increases soil resilience and reduces the need for pesticides. 
government should introduce bills that should give farmers a financial incentive for implementing climate smart practices incentivizing carbon farming practices will ensure that agriculture's future is both economically and environmentally sustainable seventh is carbon taxation period warming temperatures rising sea levels and more extreme weather caused by greenhouse gas emissions have the potential to adversely affect the health of every human being and the strength of all the economies which will impose substantial cost on us and on the future generations as well we must recognize these costs to each of our nations we have a responsibility to promote policies that reduce greenhouse gases while maintaining economic growth and supporting innovation as well we will need new ways to produce goods transport ourselves and power our economies across various sectors the best way to inspire such a wide ranging meaningful change at the pace that we need it is putting a price on carbon when carefully crafted a carbon price can strengthen our economy reduce emissions and encourage innovations as well think like that strategic steps like replace the fuel tax terminology with new naming conventions like tax on carbon emissions will immediately bring the focus of mass on this critical issue as one of the major contributor is emissions because of transportation and each one of us are responsible for it having said that each one of us have to understand and contribute as well economic prosperity and being good stewards of our environment are not mutually exclusive by reducing our emissions we ensure that protection of our economy infrastructure and the general welfare of human kind as well eighth is planning right policies for meat and dairy productions as common citizens we are not aware with the threats of that minute level and governments play the important role for such mass level awareness understand the mass production of ruminant animals produces untenable amount of climate warming methanes additionally this land use change releases precious carbon stocks from soil into the atmosphere now is the time to call the meat and dairy conglomerates to account let's start by curbing both overproduction and emissions by securing a moratorium on new factory farm then let's stop funneling taxpayer money to these big corporations through various farm bills such as the guaranteed loan program that often backs the construction expansion of cfos the concentrated animal feeding operation instead we should start investing in a just transition to agricultural system that lift up rural communities by supporting farmers practicing sustainable grazing practices expanding the infrastructure for the growing grass fed beef and dairy markets and enforcing fair market and fair contract rules for the livestock industry that will improve the quality of our food air soil water and climate ninth is supporting startups and innovation centers 
governments should set up a committee for promoting and also to identifying entrepreneurs and innovation hubs which are capable of driving the actions against climate change there should be a national budget to fund such initiatives so that entrepreneurs get motivated to think and launch pad their business in this kind of stream i have come across many such startups which actually got winded up in the corona virus period and the primary reason was the financial sustainability problem for them the contributions that they were capable to give could have been of enormous value but unfortunately they could not get the appropriate platform for the support i have seen many brilliant ideas that can play key role in fixing this concerning climate issue and the biggest problem they see is that investors just don't see value generation because they don't see it as a market of now but before i put across my deep concern of alarm against climate change note few of these things first our world is set on fire 40% arctic has already been lost since 1975 and our world's carbon dioxide concentration is the highest in 2 million years between 2011 and 2020 the global temperature was 1.09 degrees celsius higher than the pre-industrial average going forward heat waves drought cyclones and heavy rain will become more common and you know what it is called this is called climate change and it is here and there is no single corner of the earth that remains untouched by climate change if anyone says that climate change is not in the thing right now they don't understand climate change but respective governments do and they should start acting on it on an immediate basis 10th and the last point of this episode is privatization where i do not wish to add much of the points but definitely i would like to panel it for the future this specific topic needs a detailed perspective to understand but simply i will try to give a fair idea governments are required to sublet these initiatives in more structured way and should use private sectors to penetrate fastly businesses which have local strengths and have sector skilled workforce should be utilized on immediate basis as every second wasted results in every second damage collaborative partnership with private sectors can result in innovative sustainable and cost effective approaches to weather and climate related solutions and these solutions can be designed to reach the most vulnerable communities for supporting them in taking the timely actions against the risk of this climate crisis basically the private sector provides around 90% of employment in the developing world including formal and informal jobs and they are delivering critical goods and services and this power should be used against the most urgent issue of humankind that is climate change we don't have a moment to waste to address the full scope of the climate crisis we need massive government action to overhaul our economy away from this fossil fuels to clean energy we need a global support for broad and ambitious package of policies and investments that would put millions of people to work transforming economies away from fossil fuels by 2030 restoring the global landscape 
and ensuring that everyone has clean air and water. I understand that we could not transition 100% of our electricity generation to renewable resources. But a national energy efficient smart grid, upgrading every residential and industrial buildings for state of the art energy efficient with comfort and safety and transitioning the manufacturing, agriculture and transportation industries away from coal, oil and gas can make a significant impact. Global economic and technology leaders are required to invest in projects to capture climate damaging gases which are already there in the atmosphere. We can solve this biggest challenge humanity has ever faced and we can protect our air, water and land for future generations.